spoiling of your goods, knowing in yourselves that in heaven you have a better and enduring substance. Amen. We got something totally better that is waiting for us. Amen. And now we have looked in the prior lessons that Hebrews 11 and 1 lets us know now faith is the substance of things hoped for. It is the evidence of things not seen. The substance, that support network that you need uh, to get you through. Amen. We saw that if you was to look at Job chapter 14 verse 7, Job begins to talk about a tree. If you want to go there in your Bible tonight, amen. If you, chapter 14, verse 7, Job says, is that the right one? Or 14, Job 14, not 4, 14, verse 7. I think it's 14. Job says, well, there is hope of a tree if it be cut down, that it will sprout again, and that the tender branches thereof will not cease. Though the root thereof wax all in the earth, and the stock thereof die in the ground, yet through the scent of water it will bud and bring forth balls like a plant. Amen. So he's letting us know as long as the roots and the stump is still there, there is hope. Amen. As long as the roots are down, as long as your roots are down, amen, there is always hope. And this is one of the reasons you find that hope is the substance that we have need of in our lives as well. The Bible tells us in Romans 15, 4, that the things which was written was written for our learning or in our example that we through faith and patience of the scriptures might have hope. Amen. So we have to realize that we need to have substance in us. Amen. Now, faith is the substance. And last week, we was talking about our substance being precious. We are not slothful. We need to add to our lives. Amen. When God saves us, when he brings us out of the world and he brings us into his kingdom, he wants us to grow. Peter tells us in 2 Peter 3.18, he says, but grow. Amen. Grow in the knowledge and the grace of our Lord Savior Jesus Christ. You want to grow. You want to begin to build in you virtue and virtue, knowledge and knowledge, temperance and temperance, patience and patience, godliness and godliness, brotherly kindness and brotherly kindness, charity. Amen. You want to have something in you that you can continue to build yourself up on continually. Amen. You, there's proof. There have to be proof that the substance is there. Amen. And so if faith is the substance, we realize that faith, according to Romans 10, 17, it comes by hearing and it comes by hearing the word of God. So therefore, if I say I'm born again, if I say that I'm a Christian, then my faith should be running off the charts. See? Because God is the Word. Right? And if it comes by hearing, see? So it's important that we hide the Word of God. David says in Psalms 119 verse 11, Thy word have I hid in my heart that I will not sin against thee. Psalms 119 verse 105, thy word is what? A lamp unto my feet and is a light unto my pathway. 
So I have to realize that God is trying to show me things through His Word. Just because I'm born again, just because I become a convert, doesn't mean I'm going forward. That's why God gives me the Word of God. This is why Paul told Timothy in 2 Timothy 2, 15 and 16 and 17, he says, all Scripture, first he says, continue in the things that thou hast learned, and being assured of whom you've learned them of, that from a child you have known the Holy Scriptures, which is able to make you wise, what? Unto salvation. All Scripture is given by inspiration of God, and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for corrections and instructions in righteousness, that the man of God shall be perfect, thoroughly furnished to all good works. See, God wants you to be complete. Amen. Paul says in Colossians 2, 8, 9, we are complete in Him, which is the head of all principalities and powers. Amen. So God wants us to be complete. He, he wants us to realize there's no one else like Him. As He says in Isaiah, there, there is no other God but me. Amen. And He wants you to have that assurance and, and calmness that there's none other like Him. Amen. You can't compare God to anything else. He even asked the question, who will you compare me to? There is none that compare to Him. So I have to have this assurance deep in me that there is no other God but Jesus Christ. Amen. And without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifested in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached to the Gentiles, believed on in the world, and received back up in the glory. So once we have this knowledge and this understanding of Jesus and who is in us, what do we have? We have all the substance we need. See? Because as He is, so are we to be in the earth. Amen. Now notice Paul writing in Philippians 4, 7 through 9, everything that we have need of, he says, amen, in, in chapter 4, verse 7 through verse 9, he tells us, amen, and the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. Amen. Those things which you have learned and received, and heard and seen in me do, and the God of peace will be with you. Notice, you should have not only an abundance of faith flowing out of you, you should have an abundance of peace flowing out of you. See? He will keep you what? In perfect peace, whose mind is stayed upon him, because you trust in him, Isaiah 26, 3, verse 4. Trust in the Lord Jehovah for the Lord, trust in the Lord for the Lord Jehovah is an everlasting strength. See? So, and that's what substance does is it gives you strength. That's why Job is saying if the stump and the roots are still in the ground, you've got substance. 
It's to be down. That's what David is saying to you in, in Psalms 1. Blessed is the man who walked not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stand in the way of sinners, nor sit in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. See, get into the law. Open thou my understanding that I may behold the wonders out of thy law. Say, God wants you to know the law of the Lord, Psalms 19, verse 7, is what? Perfect. Converting the soul. The testimonies of the Lord are sure, making wise the simple. The statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure and light in the eye. The fear of the Lord is clean and doeth forever. And the judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. See? So the Word of God is designed to bring us to what God wants us to be. But we got to have it. we got to get into it. He wants us to be strong. He wants to be in us. Number four on your paper there, the holy seed is the substance now. The holy seed is the substance. Isaiah chapter 6 verse 13. The Lord says, but yet it shall be a tenth and it shall return and shall be eaten as a teal tree and as an oak whose substance is in them when they cast their leaves, so the holy seed shall be the substance thereof. Amen. So that remnant that he's talking about is going to return. Now you stop and think about it. Out of all the people in the world, God chose you. Think about it. So really, we are just a little remnant in the earth. But if we have substance, we can make a difference. See? If we have the Word in us, we can make a difference. Look at Luke chapter 8 in your Bibles. Luke chapter 8. I'm getting ahead of myself here, but that's okay. We'll come back around. Amen. Luke chapter 8, starting with verse uh, 5. A sower went out to sow his seed, and as he sowed, some fell by the wayside, and it was trodden down, and the fowls of the air devoured it. And some fell upon a rock, and as soon as it was sprung up, it withered away, because it lacked moisture. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprang up with it and choked it. And others fell on good ground and sprang up and bare fruit a hundredfold. And when he had said these things, he cried, He that hath an ear, let him hear. And his disciples asked him, saying, What meaneth this parable be? Might this parable be? And he said, Unto you it is given to know the mystery of the kingdom of God, but to the others in parables that seeing they might not see, and hearing they might not understand. Now the parable is this. The seed is the word of God. Those by the wayside are they that hear then cometh the devil and take away the word out of their hearts, lest they should believe and be saved. 
They on the rock are they which, when they hear, receive the word with joy, and these have no, no root, which for a while believe, and in some times of temptation fall away. And that which fell among the thorns are they which, when they have heard, go forth and are choked with cares and riches and pleasures of this life, and bring no fruit to perfection. But that on the good ground are they which in an honest and good heart, having heard the word, keep it and bring forth fruit with patience. Amen. So you notice he lets us know that the seed is the word. And the beginning was the word. And the word was with God and the word was God. See, so I need to have this substance inside of me. See, if the substance is there, if my roots are down, then I have the support that I need. This is one of the reasons you find in the world they want to build support groups. They want support groups for those that are addicted to drugs, those that are abused or or whatever, because they feel if the people have a support network, they can recover, they can overcome. Well, it's the same way in the church. You are the substance in the church. You are the support in the church. It's, if the church don't go, is the saints small. See? That's why you are the substance. And so you have to be involved to make a difference. This is what God wants. It don't all fall to the pastor. See, we're all, as Paul says, one body. All the members fitly framed together. Amen. We are built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets. Jesus Christ is the chief cornerstone and whom all the building fit framely together and grow it up into a holy temple unto the Lord. Galatians 2, 20 and 21. We've got to realize our role in the church to build the church. We are the seed. This is why uh, Paul would write to the church at Galatia and the third chapter and 26, he says, For as many as you have been baptized into Christ, you have put on Christ. There's neither Jew nor Greek. There's neither bond nor free. There's neither male nor female. For you're all one in Christ. And if you be Christ's, then are you what? Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promises. See, so once we get his seed in us, we've got substance. Amen. And we should be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Amen. We should be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. We should be able to stand against things that comes against us because our roots are down. We are solid. We are to be firm and fitly firm and built on the foundations of this thing. Amen. To show our light should be shining. This is what Jesus says in Matthew 5, 13 through 16. You are the salt of the earth. But if the salt have lost his savor, it is good for nothing. Salt is a substance. Salt brings change. Salt changes everything. You want a good case of steak, put a little salt on it. Amen. 
You get, you, they tell you to take a little salt water every now and then. Go out in the ocean, you're going to drink a whole lot of salt water. <laughs> you know? But, 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 but it's the substance that is in you. And what God, I feel, is trying to tell us when He's quote these things and say these things is look, the same way in the natural it changes and makes things better, I want you to change it and make things better. Make your surroundings so much better. Change the environment that's around you. Don't just keep falling into the same old trap. If everybody else is murmuring and complaining and bickering, don't you fall into that same trap. Amen. You back out and you begin to edify. You begin to build up. You begin to encourage. Amen. Make a difference. Change. I think that's what Jude says, doesn't it? Beloved, keep yourself in the love of God. On some, have compassion. Make a difference. Every day, wherever you are, there should be a difference made. Whether in your home, whether on your job, whether in your school, something should be changed to reflect that the substance of Christ is in you. Amen. Make a difference. I think he says, Ezekiel, son of man, if he dies in his sin and you don't tell him, I'm going to hold you responsible. Like I told you Sunday, after I read, you know, Isaiah 56, and he says, you know, his, his watchmen are dumb dogs that can't bark. I said, well, I better start barking. Amen. We got to make a difference. Because we have this substance in us. Jesus says, by their fruit shall you know them. See, if we have the Spirit, okay, then we should be flowing with love. We should be flowing with joy. We should be flowing with peace. We should be flowing with long-suffering and patience. We should be flowing with goodness and kindness. We should be flowing with gentleness. We should be flowing with faith. We should be flowing with humility. We should be flowing with temperance. See? It should be just bubbling over us. I think he told the woman in John 4, uh, if I recall right, he says, I will be in you a well of water springing up unto eternal life. Amen. So if the seed is in me, it can't stay inside of me. It's got to come out some time. I'm dirt. Okay? And when the seed falls in the ground and dies, it's going to come up. See? And when it comes up, it's going to bear fruit. So if his seed, his word is in me, it's got to pretty soon come up. Sometimes seeds may take a little while to get up. And sometimes if you ever notice, some corn comes up and this piece here may not even come up this year. But pretty soon, all of a sudden, whoop, it pops through the ground. See? So he, she may take off real quick, start reproducing, some 30, some 60, you know? And this seed is sitting here doing nothing. But pretty soon, once it's going to start to germinate if it stays in the ground. See? And it's going to start to grow. And it's going to start to grow. And pretty soon, with a little dunging around it, a little bit of nurture to it, it's going to produce fruit. See? 
because his substance is there. See? And so this is important that we understand that he is the holy seed. Amen. And so he is that substance in us and we must be as he is in the earth. Jesus says in, uh, <clears throat> Paul writing to the, Jesus writing John 15, three, five, I meant one through five, I am the vine, ye are the branches. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, what happens? He takes it away. But every branch in me that beareth fruit, he purges it. Why? So it can bring forth more fruit. See, now this is the part we don't like, <laughs> like is the purging process. Because okay? that's where it gets hurting. See, and usually what happens in this process is when you start studying the Word of God and it hits you and you go, oh, God started exposing hidden sins and hidden things in your life that you don't like. He's purging you. He's bringing it up so you can get rid of it. See, sometimes it's painful. Sometimes it might mean you've got to go ask somebody for forgiveness. Sometimes it might mean that you've got to get rid of some things in your life. And that's when it kind of hurts sometimes. Say, but what is God doing? He's purging you. Amen. He's getting it out of you so, so that it don't destroy you. Because his goal is for you to bring forth good fruit. Because if the limb keeps growing, amen, and keeps growing, the fruit will start to grow on the end. And as a result, it'll weigh it down and it'll break it off the tree. But if you trim it back, the limb gets tougher and it gets stronger so that it can stand the storms. It can raise and bring out more fruit without it breaking off. See? And this is what God wants. See, He wants you to be a hundredfold. See? But sometimes He has to wait and trim you back a little bit so that you can get rid of those things that's going to hinder them maybe corrupt the fruit because the fruit's going to be as the tree and we we can't have bad fruit in the tree. Remember, we're Gentiles. We are grafted in. See, if he wants plums, we got to be a good plum. <laughs> if he wants apples, we have to be a good apple. You know, he don't want no worms in his apple. He don't want anything bad on the tree. See, so, that's, that's why the writer of Hebrews lets us know in the uh, 12th chapter, whom he loveth, he chaseth. He corrects, say. And that's why sometimes the word of God really hurts. <laughs> you know, it, 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 it gets you sometimes. But he does it because he loves you. He cares for you. He's trying to show you the wrong path you might be on. So he can bring you around. So the holy seed, amen, is what we desire to be. Amen. The seed of God is those, as I said earlier, has been born again of the water and the spirit. We are the salt of the earth, he said. And we are also in Matthew 6, 5, 16, we are the light of the world. See? Think about this. You're the light of the world. Wherever you go, you shine. Why? Why do you think you should supposed to be shining everywhere you go? The light of the world is in you, but 
What else? <laughs> the seed is in you and the seed is Christ and Christ is God and God is light. <laughs> God is light. In Him is no darkness at all. That's what John is saying in First John 1, verse 5. He said, this is the message that I can't bring to you, that God is light and in Him is no darkness at all in First John chapter 1, verse 5. If we say that He's in us and we walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. But if we walk in the light as He is the light, we have fellowship one with another and the blood of Jesus Christ, His Son, cleanses us from all unrighteousness. See, so the light is Christ in you. So everywhere you go, if you're born again, you're supposed to be bright. You're supposed to be shining. You're supposed to reveal, amen, where darkness is. Amen. If you know the story about the God that's in the tombs, day and night, he's in the tomb. He's cutting himself. He's crying. He's going crazy. Soon as Jesus steps on the shore, what happens? He comes running to worship. Amen. You open the, light, the darkness because the light is in you. Your steps are ordered of God. You should be able to see where you're going without stumbling and falling. Because He lights your way. He shows you things. Don't go that way, my son. That's not the right way. Go this way, my daughter. Amen. Don't stand there. Flee. You know, these, the light will reveal. You cut on a light, most of you ladies, man, if there's a cockroach in there, you go, ah! You see him. But as long as it's dark, you can't see him, you just keep right on walking, right? But as soon as the light exposes him, you go, ah! You know? That's what God desires of you and I, is to be that light so that others can see Him. That's what He says. Let your light shine that men shall see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. See, you've got a purpose. Your substance in you. The things that are in you is designed to reveal Him. That's why all these things He's telling you that He is is so that you realize what's in you so you reflect Him. That's what it's all about. Okay? The fruit or either the gifts are all designed to bring you to a point that others see Christ in you, the hope of glory. And as Peter said, so that when they ask you of the hope that is in you, you're ready to give them an answer. Because they're going to ask you. I guarantee you, if your light is shining and you're salt, somebody's going to ask you. You know, hey man, I noticed something a little about different about you. On the job, they say, you don't be swearing and you don't be cursing and you don't be drinking and partying and all that? Are you a Christian? See, the devil knows what you're supposed to do. He picks up on it real quick. See? So let, let your light shine. Look at Proverbs chapter 8. Go to Proverbs chapter 8. 
starting around verse 14, I think it is. Counsel is mine and sound wisdom. I am understanding. I have strength. By me, kings reign and princes decree, decree justice. By me, princes rule and nobles and all the judges of the earth. I love them that love me. And they that seek me early shall find me. Riches and honor are with me. Yea, doable riches and righteousness. All my fruit is what? Better than gold. And my revenue than choice silver. I lead in the paths of judgment. Right? A righteousness that in the midst of the paths of judgment. That they that what? Love me may inherit what? Substance. And what's going to happen? I'll fill their treasures. You got any treasures you need filled? Hidden treasures? We just did a thing about hidden treasures around here, right? Those that love me. He says, I will fill your treasure. I'll give you everything you have need of. Notice it starts with who? Wisdom. Amen. 1 Corinthians 1.24 says, Jesus Christ is the power of God and the wisdom of God. All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. See, So God says, hey, I'll feel your treasure. Love me, and I'll feel your treasure. Keep my commandments if you love me. Amen. And I'm going to fill you up. I'm going to have you bubbling over. David says in Psalms 23, amen, he prepares a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. My what? Cup runneth over. He's an example of God's fullness and supply that he will provide everything you have need of. Paul told the church at Philippians in the fourth chapter in the 19th verse. He says, my God shall supply all your need according to your his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Jesus says in Matthew 6, 33, But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Everything that you need. He wants to fill you up. He wants you to have more than just a little bit. He wants you to overflow with abundance. Amen. This is what God desires. Wisdom to be in you. See, wisdom is substance. That's why the gift of the Spirit is a word of wisdom. You need to be able to speak as the oracle of God to bring understanding and clarity into people's lives. Because the seed is in you. The substance is in you. Study to show yourself approved unto God. Workmen that needeth not be ashamed. Rightly dividing the words of truth. Amen. We've got to get this thing going. Amen. The substance is there. Amen. You want to build it up. He wants to fill you. He wants to fill your treasure. Jesus told the parable, the guy buys the find a treasure in the field. What does he do? He goes sells everything else buy the whole field so he can get the treasure. Right? The substance. 
wisdom. Paul says in 1 Thessalonians 1, 5, the gospel didn't just come in word only. It came with power. Okay? Remember what Jesus said? After the Holy Ghost has come upon you, you shall receive power. And you shall be witnesses unto me in Judea, Samaria, and to all the uttermost parts of the earth. So if I have power in me, then I have Christ in me. Because David says in Psalm 62, 11, God has spoken once, and twice have I heard this, that power belongeth to God. Jesus says in Matthew 28, 18, all power in heaven and earth is given unto me. But that you may know that the Son of Man, Mark chapter 2, have power on earth to forgive sins. He said to the sick of the palsy, take up your bed and walk. All power belongs to him. See, God is power. So it didn't just come with word, it came with power. It came with the Holy Ghost. And it came with much assurance. See, so if you realize these things, happy are you, Jesus says. See, your substance in you should push you to do more. Your substance inside of you should put you to know who you are in Him. Your faith should be going forth. That's why we call Hebrews 11 the faith chapter so that we go back and what do we do? We read about these patriots and what they did and how God worked with them. So why? It strengthens us and realize. That's why the last verse says, These all died, having not received the book. God having provided some better thing for us. See? We got to realize that the things that was written before was written for us. That's why every this story in the Bible is for you and me for this age and the ages to come. It's not going anyplace. My grandkids, and if the Lord should tell the great-grandkids, they're going to have to read this same word. And they're going to have to live by this same word. Amen. It gives me substance so I can help them and help others. This is what God wants. So when we read these stories, it's not to just brush them to the side. It's to give us instructions and corrections. Notice what Paul said. All Scripture is given by inspiration of God that the man of God or woman of God shall be perfect thoroughly furnished for everything you desire to do in life. Amen. Peter said, know this, no prophecy of the Scripture is of any interpretation, private interpretation, but holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost, Second Peter 1, 20 and 21. Notice, it's come from God because it's His Word. That's why you see it through there constantly. Thus saith the Lord. See? And so it's for you and I so that we have substance in us. If I'm going to represent somebody, I've got to have the tools in me. That's why in the military they teach you and fill you with what you need to know. If you're going to be a soldier so you can survive on the battlefield. 
So you just don't go out and get killed for no reason. You've got to have substance. And it's this way in God's church. If I say I'm a Christian, if I say I'm His, then somewhere somebody has got to have something of His in me. i got to have some part of Him in me. So I gotta get my roots down. Amen. In Him, Paul says, we live, we move, and we have our beings. See? Acts 17. Because that's why Jesus said in John 15, 5, without me you can do nothing. We have to have this thing in us. Amen. Then shall you go forth and bring forth fruit unto repentance. Amen. Praise God. When the seed is in me, Christ is in me. And when Christ is in me, the Word is in me. And when the Word is in me, God is in me. And it goes over and over and over and over. Substance. How deep is your roots? The bigger the tree, the deeper the roots. If you've been around a long time, it shouldn't fall. The only time you fall is when you die. Boop. If the wind blow you over, then you spring back up. <laughs> Just man falls seven times, you get back up. Hello? That's because you got substance. You go to Asia. Oh, there's bamboo trees, man. I'm telling you, I may have shared this with you before. I mean, okay, now we got all kinds of bamboo. I mean, in Asia, there's bamboo everywhere. And those typhoons come through there. I mean, they're packing some wind, baby. I mean, they pick up dumpsters. They pick up cars and throw them up against the buildings. I mean, the leaves comes off the trees. And as soon as they leave, we got to wash the walls down and get them out because not they're going to be stuck there forever. That's how hard they hit that, that concrete wall, you know, when they come off those, those trees. And they will just stick to the wall, just like plaster. So you got to get them there real quick and wash them off and get it off. Immediately, the typhoon is over. Amen. But those bamboo, I've seen it go all the way down. But as soon as the storm passed back up, right back up. They come right back to their original positions and keep growing. Do you know why? Scientists have studied, but underneath the ground, bamboo's roots intertwine amongst each other. That's why they're in such clumps. They intertwine each other. They help hold each other strong. That's why it's such a hard, a hard plant to get out of the ground. And, and usually what they do is they cut it off and it, cause it grows back. You know, and that's the same way it must be with us. We must start intertwining together so that when one falls, we can bring him back up. Amen. Help him get back up. That's what substance does. Amen. We need to build up one another. Praise God. We need the word of God in us. Praise the Lord. Amen. James goes on and tells us in James chapter number 3. He says, the wisdom from above is first pure, 
and it is peaceful. James, James, I think it's, it might be chapter, did I tell you? <laughs> Verse 17, 3.17. James 3.17. He says, the wisdom from above, what is it? It's pure. Notice, and is gentle. And is easy to be entreated. It's full of mercy and good fruits without partiality and without hypocrisy. It's the real deal. See? So what's in you should be the real deal. See? God is no respecter of persons. He's peaceful. He's gentle. You know? He's easy to be entreated. He loves everybody. God so loved the world. And notice, his wisdom. That's why when you read the 8th chapter of Proverbs, the book of Proverbs is all wisdom. That's all it is. The book of Proverbs is nothing but a book of wisdom to teach you right from wrong. (laughs) That's all it does. It's designed to build you and to strengthen you and give you the things that you have need of to be successful in your life. I wisdom dwell with prudence and find out knowledge of witty inventions. The fear of the Lord, the respect of God, is to what? Hate evil, pride, arrogancy. In the evil way do I hate, the forward mouth do I hate. That's what he says, counsel is mine. And sound wisdom, I am understanding. I have strength. Everybody reigns and rule by wisdom. See? So you need to have this substance in you. You need to have healing in you. See? Because you are the representative. Isaiah 61.3 The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. For He has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the broken heart. The preach deliverance to the captive. The recover of sight to the blind. To set at liberty them that are bruised and to preach the acceptable year of the Lord in the vengeance of our God. And Jesus says the same scripture in Luke 4, 18 and 19. After he had been tempted by the devil, he walked into the synagogue. They handed him the book to read. He turned right to Isaiah and quoted the same scripture. Amen. The spirit of the Lord is upon me. So if the spirit of the Lord is upon us. He's anointed you. See, this is what John says in 1 John 2.26. But if the anointing is upon you, you have no need that anybody teach you. For the same anointing shall teach you of all things and bring to remembrance the things that God has said to you through His Word. See, the anointing. I can't teach you the anointing. It comes from God. I can't teach you sensitivity. It comes from God. But if you have the substance in you, it will be brought to your understanding. You will know. You will hear God speak to you. Jesus says, my sheep know my voice and I am known of them. He will tell you when you need to go pray with someone. He will tell you when you need to back away from someone. He will tell you when to be quiet and when to speak. He will tell you and teach you how to listen and to hear. Amen. 
Because the substance will be there. The Holy Ghost. The Comforter. It brings healing. Notice in 1 Corinthians 12, it's called the gifts of healings. So you should be able to heal somebody spiritual, mental, and let God use you to heal them physically. You shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. It doesn't mean you're going to touch everybody and everybody's going to be healed. You know, but there may be a time that God uses you in certain areas. You see some folks, you know, ministers and people pray for somebody and people holler, I'm healed. My eyes, I'm, I can see, you know, that means that gift is in operation in them, you know, but I can speak a word of faith and pick you up out of whatever slump you might be in to bring you back to where you need to be. That's being sensitive to the move of God and the anointing of God. He's giving you what you need. The substance has got to be there, you, but you've got to develop it. you got to work it. Okay? you got to add to your faith. Virtue. Hurt your knowledge. Say, knowledge, temperance. Temperance, patience, patience, godliness, godliness, brotherly kindness, brotherly kindness, charity. Work it, work it, work it. Let the word speak to you. Don't push it aside. You know, if you read it, James says you better do it. <laughs> you can't just be a hearer. You've got to be a doer of it. Say, so this is what God desires and as, but the, but the wisdom of God, the healings is, is, is these things that we need in us. The temperance, the self-control, the patience, not running off the handle, not running ahead, headlong into things, carefully considering things in your life. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. Amen. Paul tells us in 1 Timothy 6, but godliness with what? Contentment is great gain. For we brought nothing in the world and is for certain we ain't taking anything out of here. See, we, we need to have contentment and godliness, holiness. See, holiness is separation. is set apart for Jesus. Because why? His substance is here. I'm his. Know ye not that you are the temple of the Holy Ghost. You're not your own. You belong to Him now. And so therefore, be His representative in this earth. Amen. So within us, we should have these substances that is brewing over and growing more and more inside of us. The fruit of the Spirit, the gifts of the Spirit. The things of God should be running in our lives constantly because that substance here, because if we have the substance that he gives us here, what is it going to do? It's going to take us to the substance there. They looked for a city which had foundation, whose builder and maker was God. Amen. They had, if they'd had had opportunity to go back, they would have. But no, they saw something better ahead. Amen. And so the better substance.
Amen. Praise God. And this is what we desire, to be strong in the Lord and let his seed continue to grow and develop in us over and over and over again. So that when I fall into the ground and die, other seeds will pop up. Amen. Questions? Amen.